You're listening to episode number 29 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. On today's episode, we had the pleasure of sitting down with the incredible Janessa Waite, whom we've been obsessed with for years now. She's a hand letterer who has built an online print shop filled with beautiful designs, Bible verses, and powerful quotes. She not only sells prints in her shop, but also home decor such as pillowcases, journals, mugs, calendars, and so much more. Janessa is a wife, designer, creative, and speaker who believes that encouragement and truth have the power to change the way we live. She started her hand lettering journey in 2015 as a hobby, and it quickly turned into a business as well as a way to bring encouragement into people's lives and homes. She has a strong passion to impact the way people think about who they are and what they're destined for. When she's not creating, her and her husband pastor a young adults group in a local church in Austin, Texas, where they reside. Janessa's heart is so beautiful, guys. And in our interview, we touch on topics like how to get started finding your style as a calligrapher, how she started her online shop, getting out of your comfort zone, using your business to encourage people, and what to do if you're struggling feeling like you're not creative enough. This is such an inspiring episode, and we cannot wait for you to listen. Guys, Janessa is so amazing, and we're just so glad that we got to sit down with her. But before we dive in, I wanted to read the review of the week by Abigail York, titled Inspirational and Kick Booty. I love that title. (laughs) She says, These girls are nothing short of amazing. I've been following their journey for almost two years, and hearing their knowledge of business and self-worth has encouraged me to start the business I've been wanting to start for eight years. If you're a business owner or are seeking inspiration, down-to-earth advice, and ideas on how to better your life and business, this is the place to be. Abigail, thank you so much. We're so honored that you took the time to write a review. Guys, if you love this podcast, just take two minutes, leave a review. It means the world to us, and it helps us continue to give you bomb guests in your earbuds. So without further ado, here is the episode. Can't wait for you guys to listen. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Janessa, hello. Welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are so excited to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm so stoked to be on this podcast. I love it so much, and I love (laughs) (laughs) y'all. We love you. (laughs) Evie and I have been following you for years and years, and we have always been a fan of yours, uh, just of your letter- lettering, of your heart, of your business. And so we are we are so stoked to have you on the show. We both, I know, oh, have you. multiple of your uh, pieces of art in our homes. So <laughs> we are so excited to chat I love that. and get to know you today. So yes, welcome. Yes. First off, we want to just welcome you on the show and say, tell Thank us about you. your story and a little bit about yourself. Just like, let's get into that. Yeah, for sure. So um, I always like to start off by saying that I'm from Canada. (laughs) I'm not actually American. I'm married American. So I grew up in a Christian home up in Canada and the coldest city you could possibly ever live in is where I grew up. And it wasn't until I probably was like 18 years old um, that I decided to leave my home, never really venturing off by myself. And I went to a Bible college in California where my life completely just turned upside down. I met God there. I um, had encounters that just changed my life forever. And I met my husband there. And so I say that Reading was like the place where so much of, I feel like my destiny kind of started to take place and shape. And, and it was really there that I feel like I got launched into a lot of what I'm walking in now was in Reading. And yeah, I'm been I've been married for five years, almost in five years. March will be our fifth um, anniversary, which we're so excited about. And I, I feel like marriage just goes by so fast. Yeah, <laughs> goes by so quick. And um, yeah, we've married almost for five years. We are now in Austin, Texas, which I never thought I would live in Texas. It's it's so funny because growing up, I you know the stereotypical like. You see Texas on movies, it's just cowboys. 
And I'm like, I'm never moving to Texas. I don't listen to country music. <laughs> I'm like the furthest, I feel like, from a Texan. And then when we moved to Austin, Austin's like, it's funny. I feel like Austin, it's like its own place. It's so yeah. different than the rest mm-hmm. of Texas. So when we moved here, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest city I've ever lived in. And we love it here. We've been here for almost three years. Um, we actually moved here for a church plant and um, with some friends. And it's been it's been so fun. I mean, this is like the place to come for music and amazing, like the best food you can have. I don't know if you guys have been here, but you need yes, to come visit. We have. <laughs> Austin is like a little, a little sprinkle of hipster, I think, in the middle of Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really so cool. It is so fun. So yeah, we love it here. We have, I mean, I feel like you definitely spend a lot more money living here because there's so many good food options. <laughs> like, you got to go so, out to eat, you know? <laughs> yeah. We do. I feel like I've become a true foodie since living here. Aww. But we love it. I love Austin, but... Yeah, I'm a creative, um, as you guys said, I just love creativity. That's something that I feel like it's always been, um, it's always been a part of me. It's funny because I grew up in a, in a home that was very creative. My mom is like, I mean, my mom can do anything. She's like, she could start any business if she wanted. She just, I mean, she doesn't have a ton of time right now, but she's so creative. And growing up, we would just literally every day after school, she would have like an like a craft ready for us to do. Like I'm oh. not even kidding you. Every single day after school, like so, she created this atmosphere in our home that was so creative. But I, I honestly probably didn't. Call, I never called myself a creative until, and I can get into that a little bit later. Until I moved to Reading and I had this whole year where. I didn't um, work because I was getting my green card. <laughs> and so, and I'm such a doer. So it was so hard. So it was in that year span where I really started to discover like, oh, maybe I am a creative. Like I should try some new things out and kind of got into that whole world. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I would love to hear like, how then did your journey with hand lettering start? Like, how did you create this whole business? Yes, that was, <laughs> it's been hard. It's been amazing. It also, like I was saying, um, there was a year right when we got married, um, where, because just waiting for the green card, I could not work. And me, my personality, I don't know if you guys are Enneagram, I'm a seven. And I feel like sevens like to keep themselves busy. Like we are goer, like we go <laughs> and we like doers we're like constantly yeah. like on to the next thing. <laughs> I don't know if any of you are seven. I'm a seven. I relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's so hard. Like when you can't work for a year and you're, you know, in Reading, it's not like a big city. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. such great things about Reading, but it was definitely, um, a time where I'm like, I am so bored and I need to do something. Like I would go crazy if I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was at a coffee shop with a friend and she pulls up her Instagram and she's like, Hey, I follow this girl in Australia. And I think you should just like check out her work. She's a hand letterer. She's a believer. And I remember just being like, cool. Like I didn't even really know what hand lettering was or like calligraphy. I was like, Oh, like, what is it? So she pulls up this Instagrammer. And I, the moment, like literally the moment I looked at her stuff, something in me, like my, like something in me, like became so excited. Like the best way I can describe it is like something in my heart came alive and I didn't know why. And, mm. and then she looked at me and she's like, I feel like you should try this. Like, I think you could do something like this. And I, in that moment, it was like, I felt like God was giving me like this invitation of saying like, yeah, you could do this too. And I remember like, I think it was literally that day, you guys, I went home and I got like a ballpoint pen. It wasn't on, it, it, like I had no idea what even materials you would use for hand lettering. I like, got like a ballpoint pen like beside my bed, some printer paper. And I just started to like letter the best I could. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, I could barely read anything I was writing, but I was like excited. I felt this invitation, just, you know, for lack of better words, to to really step, like try something new. And, and so for the next like six months, I mean, I would just take time during the day, I would put on some music. And it was also just my way of connecting with God was just having my art and, um, or my, literally my ballpoint pens. <laughs> and I would just, 
I had a binder that I found and then I just like, was like, okay, I'm going to just fill this binder with, um, printer paper and I'm going to fill every page with letters. Like that was like my challenge. And just, and it was like, I never took any courses <laughs> or anything. It was just like, wow. I just want to try this because it just seems like it could be really cool. It was never, I want to start a business. I see, like, I never, even then I would have told you, I am the last person on earth just that should start a business. Cause I just was always known as the child in my house that spent money so quick. Like the moment I got it is the moment I spent it on like Seven Eleven candy. So I was like, there's no way I could ever start a business. And, but it was just like, my heart just wanted to be part of it just to try something new. And um, and over time, I just, you know, like anything we do over and over again, you begin to, um, develop, it becomes better. And, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to try doing this with like watercolors. And I just started exploring, like I would go to Michael's and walk down aisles and just be like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. <laughs> like just, mm. I just had fun with it. And I wanted it to be, uh, a journey and the, like, it really wasn't in the beginning, a journey of just like exploration that was exciting because I didn't know what was going to come out of it. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how I started. It was literally just a friend showing me someone else's account that inspired me to start and just to try like something for fun. And, and over time, I mean, a lot of things develop, but that's kind of how I, I jumped in that. <laughs> that's <Wow>. space. <laughs> I think that's so cool. And uh -huh. so inspiring too, that you like felt that tug and that yeah. excitement and you went home immediately. You didn't wait for the proper equipment. You didn't wait to take a course. You didn't wait to like feel like you were ready to try. You just tried and you just yeah. did it. And I think yeah. that is such a testimony to people of like, if yeah. you are excited about something, if you feel a tug towards an idea, just go do it. Don't wait for the perfect yeah. moment. Don't wait for the perfect equipment. Just start, just do it. Just yeah. start now. <laughs> 100%. As you were talking about that and just feeling that tug and getting so excited, I almost like started tearing up because oh. I think I think in this day and age, like as women, I mean, as anybody, but especially as women, we have such a unique opportunity with the internet and just be having the ability to be creative and create jobs just out of our bedrooms. I think that's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like 50 years ago, people couldn't do that. I mean, even less than that, mm -hmm. but... It's just such an amazing thing. And I think, like Evie, you were saying, when you feel that tug and when you feel some excitement, like there's something there. And it doesn't have to be that you have to monetize every single thing that you're passionate yeah. about. And that's what I love, Janessa, about your story is like you just wanted to create and have that moment. And that even was a way for you to worship God in a way. And so I think that was so cool. That, that was the way that you started. And it, like, God blessed it and it grew from that. And I, that's just so amazing to me. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'm just reflecting on all of that. I'm just in my feels. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it's been fun. <laughs> uh, I would love to ask you, though, how did you develop your style? I know you said you didn't take a course or anything, but do you have any tips for beginners out there who might have that, like, glimmer of interest in calligraphy or hand lettering? Like, where would you recommend them to start? Yeah, so... I feel like the best advice that I can give is kind of how, I mean, it's just how I learned and how I stepped into it. So, um, what I did, like I said, in the beginning, I had a binder and I just like would fill, I'm not even kidding you, like 10 pages or 20 of just the letter A. And then I would go to the letter B and, and a lot of times, you know, we look at other, like it's totally, I think it's totally healthy to pull up Pinterest and find letters and, and use that as like a reference guide. But I think that it's dangerous when we want our end goal for it to be an exact replicate of what we see. Mm, yeah. And and that's part of the thing that we have to like kind of let go of is like don't go don't go in learning hand lettering or calligraphy but with this expectation that it has to look like the person that you have been following or that you're learning from. And the best way to go about that to keep your style is to literally um, stick to your own, um, like natural handwriting. That's literally what I did is I never could really read my handwriting in general. So I thought to myself, well, lettering is like handwriting. Like that's what it is. It, but it's just with different tools that make it look pretty and makes it kind of, it emphasizes your handwriting, your normal handwriting on a different kind of way. And so what I did was I just started 
practicing my own handwriting. So that's what I was doing. I was, it was like going back to kindergarten, essentially, like <laughs> practicing your A's and your B's and your S's. And, <laughs> and like, it literally sounds so basic, but it's so, it was so, I look back, I'm like, that was so profound to like go back to the basics and how much that changed and how much that actually led me into developing my own style. And it honestly, like, I think it was probably the sixth or the seventh, maybe the five, between five and seven months of of doing this, like almost every day. I mean, it wasn't like I'd spend hours. Sometimes it was like 10 minutes or five minutes or 30 minutes, like depending on what I just had to give that day. But it wasn't till probably the between five and seven months that I can still remember, like, I, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is my style. This is me. Like I could see it as I was writing. And I never thought like, oh, this looks like this person's like, I'm getting, like, I didn't have a, I wasn't comparing it to someone else's for me to make it feel like it was like I was making progress. It just, I let myself be the person that was like, yes, this feels like the most me that I could see on paper. And I encourage people like, let that be your reference point to, you know, and again, it's totally, I did that. I pulled up Pinterest, I found letters and I would like study the way that they would, um, you know, like the way their, um, letters connected and all that stuff. But my end goal was, was never that it would look the same. I kind of, I kind of use this analogy of like bowling. You have your guardrails up to kind of like help you, like guide you, but you're, you know, essentially you want to be able to do it so that you're not using the guardrails. And later you want to like practice and use people's styles to kind of help you guide you to find your own style. So that's kind of what I tell people. And I I hope that helps, but it's, yeah, just using, just, you want it to be you. You want to feel like you want your own unique style to come out and, and, and not look for other people to be like, I need to look like theirs. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's kind of how I found my style. (laughs) Well, and honestly, I think your style is so distinctive. Like when I see a hand letter, even if it doesn't, a hand letterer, a, like a like a phrase or whatever, uh, and it doesn't yeah. have a name on it, I immediately know it's yours based on like what it looks like. So oh, that's, that's just awesome. a testament to you that you've done a very good job at making oh, it feel encouraging. Like <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Janessa, unless I'm wrong, don't you have like a hand lettering course and guide to help people get into it and find their style? Yes. So I launched a course, my first course, which I'm very excited about um, last September. And, and it's just a place where I'm sharing all these tidbits and um, even sh- kind of show people some of the practical things that helped me um, in even how you, you position the paper and hold the pen, <laughs> like all these little things. But I do have a course It has, um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head how many modules, but it's, from the from what I hear, it's been really helpful for people that are starting their hand lettering journey. And yeah, I, I definitely recommend it if people are like, I have no idea where to start. I just kind of share a lot of um just a lot of like my journey, what I'm sharing here, but also encouragement and and then the practical sides of like this is this is what I did and how what worked for me. And this will help you set you up for success in finding your own style and and just jumping into that world. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yes. I I low-key looked at that when you like released it and I contemplated <laughs> so hard getting it because I would love to just get into calligraphy and hand lettering literally just for fun, just to be able to yeah. like, you know, address an envelope fun or yes. be able to write, you know, a note to one of my workshop girls or something like that. But I like looked at it I'm and laughing. I was like, <laughs> why are you I'm laughing? laughing I'm laughing because Evie and I both joke that her writing is like so awful. So I'm just laughing <laughs> myself at the thought of like, Evie, you should, you should take her course. That'd be, that'd be good for you. <laughs> I literally have the handwriting of like a eight-year-old boy. I am not kidding. It's so bad. <laughs> Hey, that, that literally is the perfect candidate because anyone can learn it. It's just, again, going back to the basics. Of yeah. <laughs> I totally get it, girl. I was there. I we will be it. sure to uh, include a link in the show notes so people can check that out because you are amazing. Oh, yeah, we want to help people get what they need with their hand lettering, yeah. uh, their hand lettering skills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, pivoting a tiny bit, Janessa. I know you have such a heart to bring encouragement back into the world as an everyday like encounter, um, including through 
everyday like home decor. That's something that you focus on and provide. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that passion behind your business and what you do? Yeah. So again, yeah, I'm very passionate about truth and encouragement. And and that's something that um that even in my journey of just, you know, and I and I kind of do want to say this is that my journey wasn't perfect and easy. (laughs) Like it wasn't like I just had this beautiful, amazing journey and it was like breezy and I found my, you know, everything was so simple. Like it was actually there were parts of it that were really hard. And I had to face a lot of these questions of like, am I enough? Like, can Mm -hmm. I, will my, my style be accepted by people? And all these questions that everyone can relate to. We, We face these moments of is what I have to offer and good enough for people, you know, (laughs) like it's just a thing we all face. And, um, but God really met me in those moments with just, just like hitting me over the head with truth of like, you are made for this. Like you are qualified. And just like, it was really this, the power of truth that helped me and me having to renew my mind, like Romans 12, two talking about be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, there was probably a season in my lettering journey of, of really learning a lot of stuff um, where I had to like combat lies over and over again of I can't do this. And, and you know, even the whole thing of me never believing like I could start a, a business. Like when I, the moment when I started, when I actually stepped into making it more of a business, that was when all this stuff emerged, like all the insecurities, all the fears and and God really showed me like the truth, you know, the truth will set you free <laughs> and like, mm. and, and fighting these lies, not with, you know, me working harder and hustling harder and, and combating it with my um, striving more. It's actually combated in one with truth. Mm. And that's what I learned. It was, it's truth. Truth will set you free <laughs> and, and it's God's truth. And, and so with that being part of a big part of my journey and, I just want to give back that to people and show them, Hey, what you believe actually really matters. What you believe about who you are, about what you do, about who God is, that all plays a massive part in how you, what your life will look like in how you live your life. And so I love beauty in general. So the fact that I can merge a gift that I've developed with truth, like that to me is like, yes, like that is a part of why I'm here on this earth is to help people like see the truth of what God is saying. And, and I just, am so passionate about that. And you know, the moments I get these DMs on social media of like, Hey, this post, like it spoke to my spirit. It, it really like ministered to me. That, that's what I'm like. Yes. Like this is what I, why I do what I do. Cause God's like, he can speak and he can move through these beautiful lettered words, but it's more than just the beauty. It's like, the, the spirit of God behind it that I want people to experience. And so, and the beautiful thing is we all have this ability to encourage and not just to encourage other people, but to encourage ourselves. <laughs> and I think it's yeah. so easy to forget to we can do that. Like we can be our greatest encouragers, greatest champions. And, and it's powerful when we just speak it, not just think it, but actually speak it out loud. There's power in that. And mm-hmm. I just, I think a lot of us would be shocked to see how different our lives would be if we just spoke the truth, not based on what felt real or not, but based on what God says is true. I think we would see so much change in our lives, but that's, yeah, that's a little why, a reason, a little bit why I love truth and it's, and it's so important. We all need it. Me included. I need it every day. <laughs> so oh my gosh. Yeah. Praise hands over here. I'm actually, <laughs> actually debating between crying or standing up and jumping around. I can't decide. Um, I feel (laughs) mutual. I'm sure. Um, I just have so much on this that that was a truth bomb. And I think there are so many pieces out of what you just said that I think people need to hear first and foremost, that you were met with resistance, like strong Mm -hmm. resistance to what you were doing. And I think the Bible over and over shows us that oftentimes the seasons where we're met with the most uh, obstacles and resistance Mm -hmm. and pushback is when we are on the brink of what we were called to do. We're on the, we're on the edge of breakthrough. We're on the, the, the tipping point of like 
sliding even further into our destiny, into our calling, into this next breakthrough season, that's when we're getting attacked the most. And that's the season to fight back, to put up that armor of truth and to stay solidly rooted in the identity of Christ and who he is and who he's called us to be and what he says about that situation. And the fact that you were met with so much resistance of you can't run a business or you're not a creative or any of those Mm -hmm. lies as you started turning it into a business, because seeing as you've grown, like over the years that I've followed you watching your business and your ministry like turn into what it is today. I see your like story graphics, your posts, your prints. I see those multiple times a day on social media from random people all over. (laughs) And your reach is just so vast with that truth and with that power. Like God is using you so strongly. And to hear you speak of that season of just beginning to get into it as a business, just beginning to really like step into it. You were met with such resistance. That is such a testimony of fighting Mm. through when that like obstacle comes up. Does Instagram scare the heck out of you? Feeling like you're always struggling to save time on the good old gram while also creating flawless branded professional content for it? We feel you. We have made a special little something just for you. We created a PDF with our top five apps we use in conjunction with Instagram to create smooth, professional content while saving us time and energy. This is a list compiled after years of using Instagram and searching for all the secret pro tools to make our jobs easier. If you've ever wondered, how the heck did she do this? Or how did she make that? It's probably answered by one of these apps. There are little secret sauce to spicing up your Instagram. We use these apps daily and they've absolutely changed the game for us. So if you're ready to uplevel your Instagram and create pro content with just a few clicks, we got you. Head on over to www.theheartuniversity.com slash apps and let's uplevel that Instagame. That's A-P-P-S, y'all. Hey, Heart fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline and excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Yeah, no, that's so true. And it's funny because I think we think that sometimes, oh, like you face it once and then you get through it and then everything's good. But this is stuff that like the enemy likes to throw these things at us like almost daily. Like, you know, even mm-hmm. today, like there's things that, you know, that I I face, but it's, it's learning that whatever, even if you feel the thing, like your feelings, feelings are not the greatest leaders. <laughs> and mm-hmm. sometimes we make them our leaders, but they're good. They're good indicators of like, oh, I need to like talk to God about this because maybe there's a lie I'm believing, but we oftentimes can let feelings lead us more than, you know, they, than they should. So I definitely, you know, still face these things, but it's like, I've learned the tools to not let it keep me from keeping moving forward. And that's, that's the secret is just keep moving forward wherever you're at, whatever place in the creative journey that anyone is at, don't stop because the enemy, he just uses lies 
to get us to stop moving forward because he knows where we're going. Like mm. he knows like what you're saying, the breakthrough that you're about to step into. So he uses lies and fear to paralyze us from stepping into the destiny that God has waiting for us. And, and I just love, yeah, like truth. It's a sword. It's like, it just cuts through those things. And it's like, nope, I'm moving forward. And I think that's something we, we can't ever put that sword down. We have to hold truth mm-hmm. all the time. And cause where, where God's taking all of us, like we're going to constantly need to like hit things down. Cause it's going to, you know, he's taking us so much further than we can ever imagine even. So yeah. yeah. Uh, that's so relatable. I think, cause I think it's helpful just to somebody who has a dream or, or has an idea for a business or whatever, just to hear somebody as successful as you be like, Hey, I still have struggles. I still have moments where I have to lean on God and I don't, I don't believe the truth about myself. And so I think that's so relatable, Janessa, that, that even Mm. people that are, that are seeming like, I mean, you are, you are mega successful, but even like people that look up to you, it's like, no, we all struggle and we are all dealing with this and holding that word. And I, I personally just love that you're like, actually what you do in your business is literally writing truth. I just love that. Um, (laughs) I think we all need that. And I love that God is using you just to create beautiful pieces of truth to give to other people. (laughs) And uh, it's just such a unique thing. And I I love it so much what you're doing. Um, I would love to switch topics again a little bit um, and get a little bit into the strategy of how you started a shop. Because I know as you're growing, and especially you didn't start this with the idea of like, I'm going to hand letter to create money. Great. Yeah. Or not to create money. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so my question is, what were the steps that you took in starting your own product shop? Shop. Um, did you first start on Etsy, selling it straight from Etsy? Or did you do only custom orders at first before you started a shop? Because I know we probably have listeners who are either trying to start their own product shop or want to yeah. in the future. So I'd love to hear a little bit about sure. your process. Yeah. So as I sort of kind of, finding my style. Like I said earlier, my husband one day was like, Oh my gosh, like you should start a bit. He's the more business guy. <laughs> and he's like, you should start a business. And I'm like, okay, well how in the world kind of thing. And I remember, um, you know what I did is actually, I just started sharing my process. That's actually how everything started was me being vulnerable in my process. <laughs> so I did have, it's like my old, old Instagram account. It's still up. If anyone ever wants to look at it, look at it. It's Jenny Weight Calligraphy. <laughs> and it's so bad. It's like what? my, it's like my, it's Jenny Weight Calligraphy on Instagram. A hundred percent going to go stock that after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was like my kind of my, yeah, the beginning for me. And I just shared my process with people. It was, um, it wasn't my best work. It was literally like my, I mean, now I'm like, that was the very beginning, but people like, I just okay, share the process and I didn't even wait. To, I just looked at it right now and I need everyone. <laughs> I, I know this is so not to cut you off, but I need everyone to <laughs> go, go compare at Jenny Waite calligraphy and then go compare <laughs> yeah. that to Janessa Waite because this is so freaking, I'm encouraged just looking at this and being like, Oh. You grew so much in your style and everyone starts somewhere. Okay, sorry. Continue with your thought yeah. process. That's, that's <laughs> I love that. And I'm so glad I never deleted it. Like you, I almost deleted it like three times and every time I didn't feel peace about it. And now I know why. It's because I can show people like, you know, it's easy to see someone at their like heights, but I'm like, no, like this is where I started. This is, I was, mm-hmm. I wasn't like this, like it was just like me being normal. Like it was just my normal, like not even the greatest, like for me, but it's, it was something and just showing up, you know, and, and from that friends, it was just like a couple friends here and there again, like the customer, like, Hey, can you make me a, a print, uh, of saying this one word? And I'm like, what, what do I, like, it was almost like so scary. I'm like, what do I do? And I just like went for it. I was like, okay, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy like a water. I bought this like watercolor pad from Michael's and that, you know, you can rip out pages nice and clean. And then I literally just did it right on there and, and they loved it. And, and instead of me being like, oh my gosh, like I'm not good enough. Like people asked me for something cause they, they liked it and they loved it. And I'm glad I just said yes, because if I had been like, no, I'm not good enough yet. Like I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to develop and grow in my craft as well and learn the business side of things. And so I just started custom work. That was like what I did. And then, um, eventually it's kind of 
funny. This this could be a whole other story, but I'll just keep it very brief. I actually started a, a wood sign company. So my father-in-law was like, hey, you should take your hand lettering and put them on farmhouse wood signs. Not a lot of people know that I had a wood sign company, but I, yeah, right. And it, it's, I think it's still, I think I still have that Instagram account as well. It's, it was called Medley and Co. And it was a wood sign company yeah, that I, I, I look at that one. <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs> yeah. And it's Medley and Co. And it was just like handcrafted wood signs. My husband made the wood signs and then I did the lettering for it with like a vinyl cutter and all this stuff. It was a lot of work. But God honestly used that. Like I had that business for, I think it was um, two years and it really taught me a lot of the business side of things. And so that was Etsy. So I went from custom work to doing wood signs on Etsy. And I highly recommend Etsy for a beginner that has never started a business or anything like it just sets you up for success. Like it shows you, it has like all the things like listings, you just plug in your info and the photos. And it's just like really clean and easy. And so I started that and, and kind of just had some prints, like prints weren't my main thing. It was mostly wood signs, but I kind of had a couple prints here and there that sold sometimes. But it's funny because when I moved to Austin, you know, the woods I company did great in Reading. It was honestly really like blessed. God blessed it a lot. And so I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to Austin and my Woodson company is going to blow up there because I did so good in Reading with a city of 90,000. I'm going to a city of 2 million. You know, like I'm so excited. Like I think that this is going to be the, the break for my business. LOL. I get to Austin and it flops. It totally just like flops. Like, I mean, it didn't, it didn't take off. It wasn't taking off like I thought it would. And I was actually really discouraged and I didn't, want to let it go. And I felt that was really when the Lord was like, Hey, can you lay this down? And I was like, I honestly cried about it. I was like, I don't know if I can't, like, this was like my baby. This was me feeling like I did something like I made a business. I did the create, like the business creative thing that I never thought I could do. But I honestly knew deep down, like God was calling me to lay it down. So I laid it down. But that moment I laid it down was when everything switched to um, prints. And I was like, I'm going to, I felt the wind on prints and I just went for it. And I was like, I'm just going to do prints. And I didn't have a website at the time. Didn't have Shopify or anything. And I had my personal Instagram that I use. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to just start. I felt like God was saying brand around your name. And that was like, it felt kind of strange. I'm like, I don't know, should I do that? But I really felt like it was God saying like, no, do this. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to show up and be me and show my prints. So literally, I mean, it's so like the worst way you could do business, like practically, but I would like take, like, take stories and, and film like stories of my eight by 10 prints and be like, okay, guys, I have 10 of these prints selling them send me your email and I'll send you a PayPal invoice. Like it was like the, probably the, the longest possible way for me to like, <laughs> so not convenient for me. Like it took me so long to sit, sell like, or send off like 10 prints, but it began to grow that way. And God really breathed on that way. So I started selling prints on stories and people would be claiming them. And then it kind of kept growing. And then I was like, okay, I think I need a website. So I launched justtheweight.com. November, um, two, three years ago, gosh, I'm losing track now. <laughs> I think it was like right when I, the, the September I moved to Austin. So almost three years, two and a half years ago. And that was, that was just kind of following God's leading. It, it's funny how it evolved, how much it's evolved, but honestly, all of it has been just from listening to where God was breathing and moving because I probably could have just kept trying to keep my wood sign company up and going here, but it just, it, wasn't what he was doing and what he was putting his blessing on. And so I'm thankful I let go of that company too, because now I'm like, oh gosh, like I wouldn't have been able to step into what I've stepped into now. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of the progress of the, <laughs> the different types. But I just tell people, just give what you have, start somehow, maybe that's custom work, just show your work to people. I think that's people just need to see what you can do and don't hide it. And I think a lot of times we kind of 
we think like, you know, people are going to just come to us out of nowhere, knowing that we have all the stuff we've created, but they need to see it (laughs) Post on Facebook, post on Instagram, share people, your work, share the heart behind why you created what you created. And, and a lot of times people will follow you or follow your journey because it's who you are. It's not, yes, they love what you create, but it's being vulnerable and showing people who you are is so powerful in the process. So yes, that's kind of a different Etsy customs. All that stuff is, is good stuff. Okay. You touched Um, on something in there that I, I want to bring up because I think it's so powerful when you felt, when you felt God calling you to put down Medley and co your wood sign business, I think that's so relatable because I think there's sometimes where we might have a passion or we might have an interest and we're like, God, why is it not working? Like, I'm talented or or it feels like this is the right path for me. Why are you not blessing mm-hmm. it? Why am I not like, why am I feeling resistance right here? And sometimes it's because yeah. he asks us to put certain things down because though we can't see it at the time, he has something even better in store for us. And yes. I think that's so reflective in your story. He was like, hey, put down wood signs for right now because I have something even better <laughs> with your hand lettering and with your prints. And I, oh I just see that so so fully in your story that I wanted to touch on that. Cause I think that's something really important that people need to remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it was, it was really hard at the time. And I think because I could have made it happen. And then that's the thing, like I could have made it happen. Like I could have kept going to shows and did these big, you know, the markets that where you set up your booth. Like I, there were so many opportunities like, it's not like the doors were closed. Like there was so many open right. doors for me, but I just, every time I was making the woods, I didn't feel the grace of God. Like I didn't feel this passion. Like I did in the rutting season where it was like, I was born to do this, like waking up excited, you know? And I was like, you know, something's off. And my husband felt it too. And you know, the more we kept doing it, the harder it felt like the heart. And it's not that I'm saying everything will be easy, but it just the grace and the, and the breath of God that usually felt behind what we were doing was just not there. And, and I am so thankful that I laid that down. Like, and I honestly, the biggest thing for me that kept me from laying it down was this feeling of failure. That I, mm-hmm. I, that was the thing that kept me back was I don't want to feel like a failure. And I don't want to feel like I, you know, I just didn't. And it was, I was kind of concerned of just what people would think because I was young. I felt like, oh, like I did something successful, but it's not about at the end of the day, it's not about us being successful. It's about us being obedient. And that's, Uh, that's it. That's more successful when you were obedient to God. It's not the other way. Like, like that's what it's about. And, and this life is so short. Like, at the end of this life, like, what are we going to account for? Like when we stand, you know, when we stand before God, it's like, no, I was faithful and I was obedient to the things that you put in front of me. Not like I, you know, I would rather, like, I want to know that I did a good job and, and I, and we all can, there's, you know, there's things that we can do to follow to the best of our ability, his voice, but there's always opportunities to, to, to be obedient, to step into really knowing like, okay, this is where God wants me, even if it hurts. And even if it feels like, um, you know, I totally failed on this other thing. Like this is the better thing is choosing to obey and to choose the, those things over what's successful, you know, what feels successful or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. I think as entrepreneurs, it's so important both spiritually. I know all of us are strong believers and that's, a huge motivation and driving Mm -hmm. force in all of our businesses. And it's so important as believers to hold our businesses with open hands um, (laughs) and be willing to, to obey no matter what God asks of us. But I think even it's so practical and so tangible for believers, but even for people who don't believe or, um, don't feel the same way that we do. There's yeah. actually so much tangible, practical truth in holding your businesses with open hands. You yeah. need to be willing to pivot, to shift, to adjust, yeah. to recognize that you were wrong, that that marketing plan didn't work, that that business strategy wasn't a good idea, that this yeah. idea probably isn't going to pan out. The numbers aren't going to turn out the way you thought. Like there is yeah. so much power, not only spiritually, but also 
practically and tangibly in our businesses when we yes. approach them with with flexibility and with willingness mm-hmm. to be wrong, to admit defeat in a certain area. Oh, that marketing plan didn't work. Oh, wow, that I didn't do that course perfectly on the first try. Let me revamp it. Let me try again. Mm-hmm. Let me rebrand. Let me try this again. Like that willingness to be wrong, admit defeat or try again, I think is so practical, whether you are approaching it from God telling you to try something different or you recognizing, oh, you know what? I need to set this aside because I don't have enough capacity for this or it didn't work or whatever, like period. It doesn't matter across the board, holding your hands open with your business and not gripping it so tight that you are suffocating the life out of what you're creating and what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, so true. A hundred percent agree with you. (laughs) I would love to hear what do you think has been the reason, maybe like one of the biggest reasons for your growth and success? Like you've come so far. Do you have something that you feel has been a big factor in this growth? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's two things I would love to highlight. Um, one of them would be, um, stepping out of your comfort zone. That one was so, so huge for me. Um, um, it's important to know like wherever you're at for anybody, for me, it was stepping out of my comfort zone. It didn't feel comfortable, like doing something that I wasn't good at that, um, that had, I didn't know anything about starting a business. Like all that felt so uncomfortable, but a lot of times our destiny is outside of our comfort zone. And there's things that are waiting for us, but has to, we have to step, step past what feels comfortable because it's, it's a sad thing that we're so accustomed to feelings and we let feelings be our leaders. Like I said earlier, like we want to feel like everything we like, we base everything off feelings and that's not the best way to live life. And so for me, stepping out of my comfort zone and just doing the hard stuff, like doing the hard things. And it felt so not fun in the moment at times, but that was a big thing. Stepping out of your comfort zone for me. Um, and then just being faithful was a really big one for me too, that I think is, I call it the secret sauce <laughs> of growth and success <laughs> for people is yeah. just showing up every day and keep moving forward. Don't stop and be faithful. Like those three things. Don't stop, be faithful, show up because it's the little tiny baby inches that we move every day that we can look back in the air and be like, Oh my gosh, I grew so much, but it's because we didn't wait for the big leaps. We kept taking like the small movements forward and we didn't stop. We didn't stop. And and that's really, I can look back and tell you that over the last five years, it was never I don't remember there being like these massive moments in my business and my growth where it's like, oh my gosh, like this was, this was the secret key I've been waiting for, for four or five years. No, it was literally me being faithful and saying today, I'm going to try this, even though I want to quit. I mean, I, I've wanted to quit so many times, you guys, like so many times I've been like, I'm done with this. I hate this. Why am I a hand letter? I could be doing like so many other things. And I was like, no, like that. Just like re coming back to my why, like this is something I'm passionate about. This is something that God put inside of me, and I'm and I want to do. And I'm just gonna keep showing up, whatever that looks like. What, what you know, whether that looks like me answering one email today, or if that looks like you know whatever it is, just showing up is the key to success. Not ba- not bowing to fear. That's yeah, not bowing mm-hmm. to fear. Just do it. Keep moving forward. And you will get there. You know, you're, you'll never stop growing. And that's the thing. Like the moment you think you've arrived is scary because we're all, (laughs) we all need to keep growing. Like there's, yeah, we're all called to still, there's, we're evolving all the time. And so that's important too, is just not bowing to fear, keep growing every day and show up, (laughs) step out of the comfort zone. (laughs) That's so good, Janessa. Another question (laughs) for you is... I think as entrepreneurs, especially in the creative industry, we can feel so lonely. We don't go to an office with everyone else. It's so easy to feel alone, feel like we're the only ones out here doing it. So my question is, how do you think community affects entrepreneurs and then especially creatives? Um, Just, yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that is something that 
I am very passionate about, you know, community is so vital in every person's life, whether you're a believer or not, like you need community. You were born to run with people and to do life with people. And the moment we begin to isolate and to think like, okay, I'm just going to like do this on my own. Like I need to focus and hustle by myself. Like that's, that's not a good place to be. Like you want to find the people in your life that you can share the dreams of your heart that you can come with um, things that you're like, hey, I need feedback. Like, what do you think of this? And and honestly, that takes a lot of humility and vulnerability. And that, for some people, might feel really scary. But on the other end of that can be some of the, the most beautiful moments in your creative journey that you will experience because you allowed people to step into your journey with you and to encourage you or to give you positive feedback that could change the course of your life. Like there's so many things that um, God uh, that, that are literally in people for us that are waiting to be found. I, I like to say that sometimes our breakthrough is found in other people. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I firmly believe in. And, and, and the thing with social media is that it's easy to say like, Oh, I got my community on social media, like my phone. That's like where my people are at. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, if your only community is on social media, that's not, that's not real community. Like that's not real connection. I mean, if I'm honest, like I, I think social media is so beautiful and powerful and I've met people that I love on social media, but that's not where I'm, that's not my real community where it's life on life with people. And I know them and they know me deeply. And, and I encourage creatives, like find those people, like, and, and if there aren't people in your area, then like start FaceTiming the creatives that you find through social media, like get those tangible conversations in with them where you can be real and honest with where you're at, because we need each other. Like we need each other. And, and whether they're doing the exact same thing you are, or they're not, they're doing something totally different. We can help each other in so many ways. We are, you know, I have strengths that other people that that's their weakness and vice versa, but we need each other in community. And it's one of the most, I think, powerful things also with just doing life well in general is find your people, find your tribe, and then open up your heart to them. Let them know who you are. Let them know all those things. Like I said, the dreams, the failures, the insecurities, the fears, let them cover you, let them be there for you and, and you for them. And I think that's, that's so vital for every person. We need community. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think that's one of the number one reasons that I am where I am today. And I talk to a lot of my students about that and a lot of um, people on social media who will ask me, you know, how do you do this? How do you handle all these launches at once? How do you work on all these projects? How are you, whatever, whatever question it is, it almost always circles back to, I have my team, I have my crew. Like these people are the people that I'm going to and, and, and running ideas by being, am I stupid? Especially Janessa, you probably get this as a fellow seven, but we can get so excited about a new idea (laughs) and we're like these big dreamers, these big visionaries who see something shiny and we are just like running shoes are on. Let's go, let's go after it. (laughs) And I recognize that that is not only a great strength in myself, but also a really powerful weakness (laughs) that I need to be aware of. And I have my people in my life that I can go to and say, okay, I have this really exciting idea. I'm really Mm -hmm. stoked about it. Talk to me like straight up. Do you think I can do this? Do you think this is smart? Let's run some numbers. Let's think about this. How yeah. how would this actually look to to make this work? And yeah. those people as a business owner are so important because I don't know everything. In fact, I feel like sometimes I know nothing. And those people around us as as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as creatives who can pour in to the areas where we're the weakest or we need that support and doing day-to-day life with them and being open with our highs and, you know, our successes and then our absolute lows and our failures. And Mm -hmm. there is nothing more powerful than having a team of people around you who can carry you when you are just wanting to fall down and the people who are going to cheer you on when you're running your fastest. Like, There is nothing that compares to that. And that is such 
a vital part of being a successful entrepreneur is having those people around you. Yes, I Mm. totally agree. And one thing to you, I'd love to just say is if there's people that are further along than you or anyone listening, if there's people that are further along in the journey than you are, don't hesitate to reach out to those people and ask them the questions, like ask the pull on them. Um, I think we always kind of have this like fear of like, Oh, I don't know if I should ask for help. Like, do they want to help me? And, and I just think it never hurts to ask. <laughs> and whether there's people at your workplace or your church community or just whatever, wherever you live, like if there's people that are doing what you, you know, they're five years ahead of you, 10 years ahead of you, take them out for coffee, be like, pick their brain, begin to like be, you know, it takes humility really to do that and just be like, Hey, I need help. Like I want to learn from you. And I think that is another aspect of community that's so powerful is pulling on the people that are even further ahead of you and asking them th- those questions and, and really um, picking their brains and just being teachable is so like, important as well in community as yeah. That's another little thing I want to throw in there. <laughs> yeah. Being yeah. willing to ask for help, especially people yeah. who are successful. Uh, preach yeah. it. <laughs> and even, I would even add, even if they say no, ask somebody like don't take that as like a a downside to you like oh i suck i'm never gonna like get there if somebody says no cool ask again ask somebody else if the door Mm -hmm. is locked go through the window like don't stop (laughs) don't stop striving and reaching and asking for that help yeah i agree i love that I think that's something to recognize too, is some people might not have the capacity to, depending on where they are in their business or in their life, they just genuinely might not have the capacity to be able to go out for coffee and Mm -hmm. and sit down with you. And that's just where they are in life. That's not a reflection of you and Mm -hmm. your your, I don't even know. It doesn't reflect on you whatsoever if somebody doesn't have that capacity in their life. Yeah. And not stopping with that one person and that one no, being willing mm-hmm. to to move forward and consistently find that person, that mentor, that that insight in that area is so important. Yeah, constantly seeking wisdom and knowledge, and I think not only sitting down with people is so important, but also I think even sitting down with business books, with with courses, with yes. um, yeah. Just constantly seeking to learn, being hungry yeah. for knowledge and for more um, is so, so important. So if somebody in person says no to you, go try to find somebody else. Go try to find a course. Try to find a business book on that topic. Yes, Just that's good. seek it out. I yeah. love that. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Janessa, as we are wrapping up, are there any last tips that you want to give to anyone who is trying to start a creative business um, or struggling to feel like they're creative enough? Is there any last thing on your heart that you're like, I just want to get this out there for anyone listening yeah, today? I just, I mean, I just want to encourage listeners to know that you are so more ready than you know. <laughs> and <laughs> to, to just know that you, you, you are way more capable than you realize. We're our own worst critics and to stop criticizing yourself, but just to go for it. Like, whatever comes out of your adventure, your, your, whatever, whatever you're trying to learn, make it fun, make it a fun experience where like, don't be, don't take it so seriously where it's like, I have to, it has to be perfect. It has to be this, like, looks like this, like, just have fun with it. Do DIY things, like watch fun videos about it. Just have so much fun in the process. Take off all that expectation (laughs) that we put on ourselves all the time. And just go for it. You know, that's what I just want to say. Go for it. Have fun and just make it the most fun experience, creative experience. You know how to make it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Janessa, thank you so much. We have been just so honored that you came on the show. Oh. We loved this hour long chat with you. It has been just a blessing to our hearts. I know our listeners are going to love this episode. If no one has heard of you before this episode. We would love you to give an opportunity to tell everyone where they can find you, where they can buy your incredible prints. Like literally guys, no. they are incredible. Um, where they can get your home decor or if they're interested in calligraphy or hand lettering, where they can get your course. We'd love to no. just have you share your uh, links. Yeah, thank you. So best way to find me is social media. I'm on Instagram, just my name. It's at Janessa Waite. Um, and then my website is 
in the link in my bio there, or it's just janessawaite.com. So try to keep it simple. Just my name is <laughs> where you can find me. I love it. Everyone go check out what Janessa does. I probably have, I think I probably have eight of your prints, Janessa. I'm not even kidding. I, I have you. so much and your pillowcases. And like, oh. I am just obsessed with, <laughs> with your stuff. I will say if anybody follows Evie, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably follow Evie. If when she shows her, when she shows her living room, the friggin' big like canvas print behind her couch that says, what does it say? Uh, God's presence God's is welcome presence here. God's presence is welcome here. Yeah. That's Janessa, y'all. That's what I'm Aww. saying. She's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. It looks so good in your house. <laughs> awesome. Well, Janessa, we love you. Thank you Aww. so much for being here with us and sharing your wisdom and your Thank experience you. and your story. We are so excited for people to go connect with you and ideally take your course, buy your stuff, just Thank fall in love you. with you the way we love you. Um, and we can't wait to hear people's reactions to this episode. Thank you are amazing. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I love what you're doing. Keep going. It's amazing. <laughs> love you, girl. Love you. Love you.